0: Welcome to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. I'm Sarah Ray, writer and intuitive, bringing you weekly astrology forecasts, tarot card readings, and magical musings so you can easily integrate your own unique style of spirituality into your daily life. You can find the episode's show notes, copies of my books, free downloads, and lots more at spirituallyinspired.co. Enjoy the show! sticks thank you for tuning in to episode 22 of the spiritually inspired podcast my name is sarah ray and this episode is going to be all about lunasa and if you don't know what that is then you're in the right place (laughs) it is the one of the greater sabbats on the witch's wheel of the year and it's coming up really quick here on august 1st for the northern hemisphere This is a celebration of the first of three harvests where we thank the sun and honor the sun god Lu, and we begin our slow preparations for the colder winter as the seasons slowly begin to change. So we'll talk more about that later on in the show. Coming up in this week's astrology forecast for August 1st through the 7th, there are a lot of major planetary alignments at the beginning of the week. And some of them are a little bleak, some of them are really quite lovely and almost all of them are happening like within the first couple of days. So it might seem a little crazy to start off, but then it will die down later on. In addition to Lunasa this week, Mercury will oppose the sun, the sun will oppose retrograde Saturn, Venus will try Uranus and the sun will square Uranus. So first we start with Mercury, opposite the sun. The first week of August starts with lots of movement between some major planets all at once, but it does lighten up quite a bit by the end of the week. So just take everything one day at a time. There's no need to rush anything. There's no need to get all frazzled. Just take it one day at a time. So Mercury is opposing the sun on August 1st. And the sun represents our individual personalities and how we choose to express ourselves. And Mercury is the planet of communication. So when they oppose each other, we might have a hard time clearly expressing ourselves in a way that isn't inherently selfish or disregarding the impact of others. So to combat this energy, think through every single thing that you might want to say or do before you actually do it. The start of August is not a great time for off the cuff speaking in front of a large group. Like even now I'm having to record this multiple times and I'm having a hard time getting it all out because it's, it's just a bunch of opposite energy going on right now. So just think very thoroughly before you speak and just take it one word, one day at a time. Also on August 1st is Lunasa, or otherwise known as Lamas, which is a greater Sabbath on the Witch's Wheel of the Year that is a celebration of the first harvest of all the summer crops. And if you want to learn more about that, just keep listening or tune in to this week's podcast episode. So the Sun opposite retrograde Saturn is also happening this week. This is another alignment that could potentially cause some discord. It's happening on August 2nd, and on this day as well, Venus will try and Uranus, which we'll talk about more in just a minute. So there's a lot going on on this day. Uh, Saturn is the no-nonsense teacher with a reputation of challenging all that we believe. Even when not in retrograde, Saturn has a reputation of being really tough and really hard on us. Like the coach that's always screaming in your face but has good intentions behind it. This might seem a little bit intimidating when the sun represents how we show up to other people and who we choose to be in this life so you can see how they might cause some problems. Um, But during this opposition, our personality choices are going to be put to the test. Something is likely to happen externally that will make us doubt ourselves or stand in our way of expressing ourselves in an authentic way. So to combat this, willingly take that test. It will not be a pass-fail test. No matter how you handle the situation, it's presenting you with an opportunity to learn more about yourself. Revisit other times where similar scenarios took place. What can you do differently now? How can you grow from these experiences as a person? Okay, so Venus trine Uranus. Uh, Trine alignments bring a lot of harmony, peace, and support. So this will be a relief during during all the opposites and squares that are happening throughout the rest of the week. Uh, energy of trines is very comfortable. It brings out all the good that we have in our lives so we can admire it and be grateful for it. And on August 2nd, lovely Venus will trine intuitive Uranus. And Uranus is all about innovation and inspiration and it's often bringing up the unexpected. Venus is the planet of beauty and pleasure with an emphasis on relationships. So when these two planets trine in harmony, we can expect some beautiful sparks of insight on how to bring more harmony into our relationships. We'll likely feel inspired to try something new and unique that will bring us lots of enjoyment that we weren't expecting. So just be open to all the different things you might feel inspired to try today, even if it seems totally crazy in the moment and you've never done it before, just give it a chance. You never know what will happen. So the Sun will square Uranus. You might notice that a lot of the same planets are really active this week because we have a lot of work to do in these areas as a a collective. Um, So this is yet another alignment that might cause some minor issues this week. On August 6th, the Sun will square Uranus, which is likely going to throw us off balance a little bit. Again, the Sun represents who we are and how we present ourselves. And Uranus, again, is all about innovation, moving forward and uniqueness. So when they square, this might cause some tension. All squares tend to cause tension. But as it pertains to these two particular planets, we'll be guided to find some sort of resolution about ourselves and our personalities. We're probably facing some sort of conflict between growing as a person and hanging on to who we've always been. To overcome this inner conflict, understand that we are meant to grow and change. And that doesn't mean we have to disregard who we were before, completely forget about it. And we shouldn't do that anyway, because we were that person for a reason. And that person, even though they're very different from who we are now, has something to teach us. We're simply moving through a new stage of life. And this square, the sun squaring Uranus, will be showing us or highlighting certain areas of ourselves that are meant to change right now so we can evolve and go on to the next stage. So overall the energy might seem a little bleak at times to start August off but there is no need to fear. You don't even have to see it that way if you don't want to. All these planets and the things that they stir up are meant to help us grow and move forward. It's not inherently good or bad although sometimes it does come off that way. That's not what astrology is all about. Astrology is about giving us a roadmap to follow when it's time for us to grow and change. So it might come off as gloomy and but the clouds will clear away soon enough and we will clearly see that there was beauty hiding on the other side of those clouds all along. So something really cool is that the epic Lionsgate portal is coming on the same day as the Leo New Moon next week so be sure to stay tuned for that because you don't want to miss learning about that energy. Okay so that was your astrology forecast for August 1st through the 7th 2021. Lamas, the first harvest, otherwise known as Lunasa. This is one of the greater Sabbaths on the Witch's Wheel of the Year. It falls on August 1st for the Northern Hemisphere and February 1st for the Southern Hemisphere. And on this day, we celebrate the first harvest of all of our summer crops. We gather together to feast and give thanks to the sun god Lu for nature's bounty. We are proud of all the cultivation that has taken place so far this year, both from an agricultural standpoint and in our personal lives as well. So throughout all the hot summer that we've been experiencing so far, we can really relish these delicious fruits and vegetables and we can also look back and see how far we've come in just the last six months, six, seven months that we've been working towards new things. This Sabbath is the halfway point between the summer solstice, Litha, and the autumn equinox, Mabin. From here on out, the seasons will begin to slowly shift. If you haven't noticed that already, start looking around. The heat may ensue, but the passing nights grow a little bit longer and just a little bit cooler. As such, the veil between our world and the spiritual world is slowly beginning to thin, and it will reach maximum thinness on Samhain, which is otherwise known as Halloween, which is the witch's new year. So right now, in Lunasa, we are officially in the dog days of summer. But soon, you will begin to notice nature is changing. The fruit leaves and the seeds will begin to drop from all the plants very soon. Animals will begin their preparations for winter as well. It takes a very long time for nature and all of nature's creatures, including ourselves, to get ready for the cold that we know is coming, so we're beginning now. Some Lunasa lore explains how the mature oak king, who continuously travels through the seasons via the Wheel of the Year and is born and dies and reborn again over and over again. He is sacrificing himself now to feed the earth and the crops through the rest of the summer. With his energy, the crops and the plants will continue to provide for the people and animals who depend on them for a while yet. So Lou God, let's talk a little bit more about him. Lunasa originated in Ireland and spread all across Europe to people who found religion in nature. Otherwise, no one is pagans. <laughs> That's a really big topic. We'll save that for another time. But Lunasa gets its name from the Celtic deity Lu, while Lamas relates or translates rather to loaf mass, referring to the tradition of sharing loaves of bread with the church. Lunasa may not be as flashy as the equinoxes or the solstices, but it is enjoyable and it's a turning point of the year nonetheless. So Lu means the shining one, which is absolutely fitting for him. He is knowledgeable and skilled in many areas. He rules over tradespeople, healers, warriors, and all cultivators. He is also considered to be a god of the harvest, which is why we traditionally honor him at the first harvest of the year, even though we have several more harvests coming up. Lou is often depicted as a youthful, fair-skinned gentleman. Just think about what the classic Irish person looks like and you've got Lou. His mythology tells tales of love, grief, overcoming judgment and betrayal, commitment and abundance. In some lore, Lu is believed to have married a goddess of the land on Lunasa, expanding his ruling and power over the earth. In other lore, Lunasa is seen as a funeral for his goddess stepmother, Talchia's death who died of exhaustion from preparing the Irish land for crops. There is a lot of famine in the history of Scotland and Ireland, and the sun god Lu is believed to have conquered the famines by helping rid plants of diseases and providing nutrient-rich water and sunlight to all the crops when they needed it the most. Thanks to the role Tal Chia played in agricultural prepar- preparations of the land, Lu was able to complete this important work for all the people. With Lu's light from the sun, our crops have risen and flourished. All season long, his sacred life-giving energy has been infused into the earth. And it is during Lunasa that we acknowledge this magic and give thanks for the abundance Lu has brought. How to celebrate Lamas. Doing some near effortless Lunasa activities is a great way to celebrate the summertime. They don't need to be extravagant or fancy, but of course you can always get as fancy or as extravagant as you want. It is your spiritual practice. So now we're going to talk about just a few simple, easy, pleasant ways to bring a bit of magic to your Lunasa. First is enjoy the first harvest. Like Many of the Sabbaths, having a feast with loved ones and giving thanks for Earth's Bounty is the best way to celebrate. Choose seasonal fruits and vegetables, bake some bread and bread-based desserts, drink dark beer, mead, honey teas, and or red wine. Go to your garden or your farmer's market to harvest all crops that are ripe and ready. If there's more abundance than you can conceivably use right now, and there likely will be, consider canning the crops at home so you can later enjoy them in the wintertime or give them to friends. You could also gather and save plant seeds. If the seeds of the plants are safe to eat, you can add them to your feast, or you can save the seeds to plant inside around Imolk and Ostera. Because these two Sabbaths celebrate fertility and new life, planting your Lunasa seeds at that time is a really magical and powerful way to bring your practice full circle. Get it, Wheel of the Year, full circle, half. Huh? Another way to celebrate with seeds is to feed your feathered birdie friends. They're going to start consuming lots more over the coming weeks, so consider refilling all your bird feeders to help them out. You could also make a corn husk doll or make things in general out of your corn husks. If you harvested corn for your feast, you can save the husks and dry them out in the hot summer sun. You can also use them to create a little dolly or a small basket or jewelry. You can display them on your altar or save them to use in other magical rituals later. You can also wrap your dried corn husks around thick sticks and leave a little frilly bit at the end to create a sort of natural wand. It's great for kids to play with if they're old enough to play with sticks. (laughs) And you can either save this and use it as an altar tool later on, or you can just kind of leave it outside as an offering, whatever you like to do, whatever feels right. Another really easy and fun way to celebrate Lunasa is to wear Lunasa colors on that day. You can absorb the power of Lu's energy by wearing the colors of the season. Color carries a lot of energy. Color theory you might have heard of before makes us feel certain things and color also has a lot of symbolism. So choose the colors that reflect your gratitude for the summertime. They could be yellow, orange, gold, red, brown, burgundy, or even green. You could also make sun water similar to making moon water. You can make yourself some sun water to either pour over yourself, your plants, your home, or even your sacred tools. The infused magical water will add the bright sun energy wherever it lands. So first you just want to find a clean, clear glass container, fill it with water purified water if that's possible, and set it outside in direct sunlight for at least 20 minutes. You can pour it over anything you want to be infused with sun magic, including yourself. You could also visit a river to celebrate Lunasa. History suggests that old rituals celebrating and honoring the sun deity, Lu, took place on riverbanks. These rituals probably involved a theatrical retelling of Lu's lore and maybe an animal sacrifice. Since I'm hoping you don't want to perform an animal sacrifice, you could instead honor the sun deity by visiting a riverbank and just enjoying the sunshine being reflected off the water. You could leave an offering or build a temporary outdoor altar near the water, and you could bring fruits and seeds, some crystals, whatever you want, as long as you're not lighting flames outside, especially if it's really dry where you live, you could always build a temporary outdoor altar and then leave it there as an offering instead of killing an animal to do that. So the final way you can celebrate Lunasa is tending to your garden. We may have just harvested all the ripe crops, but there is still a ton of growing season left. Lunasa is a great time to get back into the garden and tend to your beautiful plants. Remember that the Oak King is believed to be giving the earth all of his remaining energy so our plants can keep growing. So give them some fertilizer, prune the dead branches, splash them with your magical sun water and even give them a little chat, some words of encouragement. They'll continue to grow and flourish for many more weeks. Rituals for gratitude are perfect for Lunasa. You can also perform any ritual that brings you closer to Mother Earth in some way. Honoring the goddess energy of the earth and within ourselves is beautiful and will likely bring lots of inspiration and remind you to be more compassionate with yourself and with nature and with everyone else. During Lunasa day, step out into the sunlight and literally soak up all that sunlight. Look to the sky and be grateful for the sun and for the fact that it has risen yet another day and has brought so much abundance in the form of beautiful flowers, of edible crops, and all the habitats that our little animal friends currently inhabit. As with all things in your spiritual practice, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. You're not obligated to do anything that I suggested, but if something sounds really fun or whatever, just go ahead and just do it. Experiment, have fun. It's your practice. Even just baking one yummy dessert over the weekend can really bring you closer to that magical tradition of having feasts that our ancestors always did around this time of year and at every Sabbath throughout the year. It's a really easy way to honor the sun god Lu. And if you you don't want to think about it that way, if you don't want to honor a deity, you could just think about celebrating summer because we're in the midst of it and we might as well enjoy it. I know I definitely want to bake some bread this weekend. I think I might make some Chelsea buns where they're like kind of like cinnamon rolls where you roll out the dough and you fill them with some yummy fillings and you kind of roll them up and you chop them up and then you put them in the dish and you bake it and you drool and you eat it all. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. I also want to definitely fill my many bird feeders with seeds so that all my furry friends can come and visit me. I love watching all the birds fly around my bird feeders from inside. The baby loves it too. She always goes, oh, and like watches all the, all the birds fly around and it's really special. So I'm definitely going to be doing that. And I would love to hear from you about how you celebrate Lunasa or if any of these ideas resonate with you and you're gonna do something like it to celebrate this weekend. Please either send me an email at sarahrayatspirituallyinspired.co or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. I would love to know. You can DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear it. And thank you in advance for sharing with me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and if you did, You might also enjoy previous episodes, all of which are available on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. Find the show notes, copies of my books, free downloads, and lots more at spirituallyinspired.co. Namaste.